Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. I'll tell you one thing. I'm just glad there's no crisis at the border. Phew. Man, because, you know, the it's president keeps saying there is one, but yeah. I, uh, Democrats are all assuring us, nope, good. nothing's wrong. Well, good. There's no problem. Nothing to see here. Move along. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, there's 100,000 100, plus uh, illegal uh Aliens trying to cross the border that were caught. Now, the border stat- statistics used to be, and I, I don't know if they if this is still accurate, but 10 years ago or so, I was told by the Border Patrol that they catch about one in five. <laughs> okay. So if 100,000 uh, sneak through uh, and are caught, there's another 400,000 that aren't caught. Yeah, but there's 7.53 billion people on the planet. I know, planet. it's hardly anything. It's not like they're all coming here, Pat. It's hardly anything. Thank you, there's no crisis. So, uh, that's good to know. And uh, what big shakeup, though, at Homeland Security. Uh, not just Homeland Security uh, Secretary Kirsten Nielsen, but uh, looks like kind of a, a bloodbath happening there. And this uh, this 33-year-old named Stephen Miller is apparently a real rising force in the White House. And supposedly, he's a hardliner on immigration. That would be nice. <laughs> if we had a hardliner in charge of immigration, I don't know when that's happened before. It would be nice to have a hardliner judge on immigration since everything Trump tries to do to secure the border gets overturned every other week. Yeah, there is that too. Um, but... Maybe maybe some things will start to uh, start to happen now. They they certainly need to start building the wall. Please, by all that is holy, mm-hmm. build the wall or a fence, something, some sort of barrier that makes it a little bit difficult to cr- to get into this country, where mostly you just walk across a uh, a dry riverbed, or you swim across shallow water. Or you just walk across dry land. Yeah, but that... In some cases, there's a bridge leading right to the United the, States. For the dry riverbed, I mean, it, <clears throat> it, it goes down a little bit. I mean, you have to take mm-hmm. like a couple you do steps have to walk into it and then back up. Up the steps on the... Or See, up the hill on the other side. That's not... It's easy. difficult, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a barrier would be, uh, would be nice. And maybe increased presence of Border Patrol. Because nothing's going to happen on this. Nothing positive is going to happen until we secure the border. That has to happen. What plumber would would try to fix the damage being caused by the leak before they stop the leak? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It seems to make sense to me, but uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, I just have a super illogical mind. That belongs in a different dimension. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, man. Because I don't don't, I don't exist. try to make sense of the world. I do not exist in this dimension. Mm. Somehow, I, I can't figure it out. It's uh, really strange. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Thought we'd take a little look at uh, at the presidential candidates running for the Democrat nomination, and let's just look in on them and see how some of them are doing. Beto, for instance, how's how's Beto doing so far? Uh, he's raised you know a considerable amount of money, something like nine and a half million dollars so far. Uh, but then he went to Iowa yesterday, 
and he was there in a small town in Iowa, but I, I think it's a town of about 75,000 people. Uh, and I believe it's where the University University of Iowa is held. Yeah, because that's where his uh, little get-together was. The University of Iowa Student Union Ballroom. Uh, about 120 people showed up. Not 12,000, not 1,200. 120 people. <laughs> and they said that it was made up of students, some students, some families, some retirees. So... Uh, they weren't excited at all, really, about seeing Beto O'Rourke. I really think he's lost his momentum. Yeah. Yeah, he, he waited too long. He sure did. And that dumb wandering around the country thing by himself trying to find himself. That was, I think people mostly thought that was bizarre. And uh didn't make a lot of sense. And it didn't make him look like a guy who knows what he wants to do, knows how to get there or any of those things. It didn't look like he's in command yeah. of his faculties necessarily. And if him wandering the country didn't make him look bizarre to people, the fact that he fantasized of running over kids. That kind of did. And writing poetry to cow's milk. Yeah. <clears throat> you think that hurt? Or maybe, you mm. know, dressing up as a furry to play in a rock concert a few years ago. Sure. Or or maybe maybe they heard him avocado shred poop. on his guitar. It's possible that and see, they love this so much. They'd rather see him be a musician than a presidential candidate. And that maybe that's the problem. I, I don't know, but he's not doing well. <laughs> yeah, he's, but he has raised $9.4 million, which a lot of people in the Democrat Party have not. He's really good at raising money. Bill de Blasio, meanwhile, <laughs> who hasn't officially announced yet, but he's kind of toying with this. <laughs> and he went to... Uh, he went to Pahrump, Nevada. Oh, yeah. Well, our Bell hometown. Right. That's right. That's where I knew that name. I thought, I, well, no Pahrump. Why is, why do I, it's Art Bell land. That's why. Uh, so it's about an hour away from Las Vegas. Just a small town, a town that kind of draws a lot of alien obsessed people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of tourists. They want to see the site where the Martians landed, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the movie Mars Attacked and. Then they crash landed in 1957. It's around that area, 51. Um, so Bill de Blasio shows up along with seven other people. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Seven. Count them. Well, it's hard to count that high. It, it really is. I mean, for me, it definitely is. Yeah, so um, maybe you don't want to count it. But there were seven people there. Somebody did count it for us. Uh, and it's, I, I don't understand. He'll probably still run. Uh, he'll probably still run. I don't need Perump. I don't need Perumpians. Uh, I, got, I got everybody in New York City who's going to vote for me. And I, I don't think they even like him in New York City. Guy's an idiot. Uh, then we've got the guy who is gaining a bunch of momentum. Okay. Pete Buttig- Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yeah, I'm going to have to learn how to pronounce this guy's name. Buttigieg, I think it is. <laughs> Something close to that. Anyway, who whoever thought we'd have to learn the name of the mayor of South Bend, Indiana? <laughs> but we do, here we are. Uh, and that's probably part of the appeal. It's like Donald Trump didn't have experience in politics. This guy sort of doesn't either, except in teeny tiny little backwoods politics. 
And that's attractive to many. But for some strange reason, he went off on Vice President Mike Pence uh, the other day. Here's what he had to say. People talk about things like marriage equality as a moral issue. And it is certainly a moral issue as far as I'm concerned. It's a moral issue because being married to Chaston has made me a better human being. Because it has made me more compassionate, more understanding, more self-aware, and more decent. Good. My marriage to Chaston has made me a better man. And yes, Mr. Vice President, it has moved me closer to God. What does that have to do with it, man? What do you mean, yes, Mr. Vice President? What? And speaking only for myself, I can tell you that if me being gay was a choice, mm-hmm. it was a choice that was made far, far above my pay grade. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Right. Yay! And that's the thing I wish the Mike Pence's of the world would understand. <laughs> that if you've got a problem with who I am, your problem mm. is not with me. Your quarrel, sir, is with my creator. No, it, your quarrel is with your creator. They're not quarreling with you. What are they saying about it? What, what, is, what did I miss here about Mike Pence saying anything about this guy's marriage? Has he? No, not. And not. I just missed it? Mm-mm. No, that's a reference <sighs> to the whole conversion therapy that I guess, you know, Mike Pence endorses or, or did in the past or whatever, where you try to get uh, gay men and women <sighs> in for or counseling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's nice, though. It's kind of refreshing to have a Democratic hopeful for 2020 th- openly admit that they're not God. I mean, yeah. that was helpful because mm-hmm. that's a rarity right there in of itself. Yeah. <sighs> it's so incredible. It's just so incredible. If, if you believe traditional things, if you believe... In the Bible, you're the bad guy. You're the bad guy. Pence is the one who has to take it up with his creator? I don't think so. (laughs) Plus, nobody is saying anything about this guy's gayness. Certainly not Mike Pence. He's not out there talking about his marriage. He doesn't care about Pete Buttigieg. (sighs) Just crazy. It's just so incomprehensible. And so ridiculous. They find a target that they think that they can call out, um, no matter yeah. how off tangent it is, to try to score political points with their base. And that's why Mike Pence was the target there. And it's not like the audience went crazy for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I mean, they gave him the you know obligatory applause line for it. <laughs> Please clap. But but they didn't. They they weren't going crazy for that. Because I think they're confused as well. Like, well, what, what did Mike Pence say about your marriage? I mean, that, that battle is over. That horse is out of the barn. Uh, the Supreme Court declared it legal. It'd be pretty hard to undo that now, even if you wanted to, which I don't hear anybody talking about. But again, the goal here is that you change your belief. You can't even believe what you want to believe anymore. Spiritually. Religiously. If you have a problem because of what the Bible says about homosexuality, then you hate and you're afraid of them. That's lunacy. So they won't be happy until 
I don't know, part of the Bible is extracted and uh, and people's belief structure is just dug out of their being. <laughs> it's not enough anymore to be a to- to be tolerant. Man, we went way past tolerance a long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago. Yeah, now you got the Church of Sweden uh, what referring to uh, Jesus as having lived a queer lifestyle. Oh, good golly. Yeah. So you're right. <sighs> not like a little blasphemy in the morning. I was going to say, it's, it's not extraction from the Bible. It's completely changing it is what, what's happening yeah. now. Yeah. Yes. And they won't be happy until that is uh, accomplished. So uh, good luck with that. Uh, but there's... There's a little look at the uh, Democrat field. They're fantastic. You, you, you can't help but say, wow, there are some powerful choices right there. Right there. It's an all-star lineup <laughs> 2020. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the Republican side, we've got Donald Trump. Uh, and, uh, and Donald Trump is doing some strange things right now. So strange that even Tucker Carlson on Fox called him out for for it. I I don't know that I've ever heard anybody on Fox be this strong about opposing some of the things that Donald Trump is proposing. Here's what he he said in fact it's so bad that he was guessing that maybe Trump doesn't want to win election. The 2020 presidential campaign is already well underway. On the Democratic side there are dozens of candidates in the race and possibly dozens more to come. On the Republican side, there's just the incumbent president. Everyone assumes he wants to be reelected. Most presidents do. But what if Donald Trump had decided he's had enough? Too many investigations, too much nastiness, too few upsides. It wouldn't be a crazy conclusion. How'd you like to spend your 70s locked in the White House? So let's say Trump had decided he wants to lose in 2020 and get back to his old life. How would he do that? Let's see. He might start by proposing more than half a billion dollars in Medicare cuts. That's something that Mm. nobody outside the libertarian symposia circuit really wants to see. So you do that. Then he'd slash funding for the E-Verify program. That would allow companies to keep hiring illegal alien labor in violation of a key campaign promise. Wow. After that, he'd announce for bringing in even more low-skilled workers. That would push down the wages of the people who voted for him, the most vulnerable group in the country. Finally, he'd release a bunch of drug dealers back onto the streets right in the middle of the worst drug epidemic in history. And he'd continue our pointless military intervention in Syria, which in no way benefits the United States. If the president did all that, the message would be very clear. He has no idea what he ran on in 2016. He just wants out. But let's say voters still didn't get the message. Maybe they were too distracted by the Russia hoax to notice. At that point, you'd have to do something really extreme to get their attention, something so mindless and counterproductive that there's literally no way you could get reelected after doing it. You'd raise gas taxes. And in fact, the administration is proposing just that. According to news reports, the White House is negotiating with Democrats to hike taxes on gasoline in order to fund, quote, infrastructure. This is one of those ideas that everyone in Washington loves. It costs them nothing. They're too rich to care what gas costs. And by the way, they don't drive. But if you live outside the coastal cities and you're not rich, higher gas prices are a disaster. They hurt you immediately. That's always true. Anything that raises the price of gasoline, whether it's the Green New Deal or some new tax scheme promoted by a fake conservative think tank, crushes the weakest in our society. Normal people hate it. Many of those people voted for Donald Trump the first time. 
It's nuts. And it's not like there aren't other smarter, less regressive options if you want to raise money. There are many of them. We could roll back some of those 2017 tax cuts, which went overwhelmingly to high earners and big companies. We could tax the billions in remittances flowing from the United States to the rest of the world. Remember that idea? We could tax carried interest like the income it so obviously is. We should do that anyway, just on principle. We could even tax capital gains like we tax salaries. Mitt Romney might finally pay the same rate as your dentist, and that would be satisfying. And then we could get creative. How about an 80% tax on all lobbying produced by former members of Congress? That's a good one. How about an iPhone tax? Or how about a tough new tax on a trillion-dollar Seattle-based Internet retailer whose entire business model depends on using public roads to deliver their packages? Companies like that have put an awful lot of American businesses out of work. They clog our roads. Why aren't they paying for infrastructure? We could go on. Plenty of obvious ideas out there. Hiking taxes on working-class rural people is not on the list, unless you secretly want to retire early. In that case, if you're really sick of the job, go with the gas tax. Mm. Wow. Yeah, the gas tax proposal is Yeah, I was not familiar with that. I knew he wanted an infrastructure thing, Trump did, but I found this one story from February 14th. I don't know. This is oh, last year. Last year that, that Trump had signed off on a 25-cent gas tax hike. Are you mm. kidding me? Clinton raised uh, gas taxes by 18.4 cents a gallon, but that would not be a smart Really move. bad idea. And he, he didn't even get into the tariffs, which are yes. also hurting the economy. Uh, weird. Very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, 888-933-93. Let me take a minute to tell you about uh, Brickhouse Nutrition and their product, Field of Greens. If you want to be healthier and feel better and be stronger against sicknesses, all the viruses and bacteria that are rolling around, um, you can. It's Field of Greens. Field of Greens is uh, real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, all mashed up for you so that you don't have to taste them. It's been sweetened to a certain extent, and so you just put it into a maybe eight ounces of water and stir it up and tastes great. Tastes like Kool-Aid that way. And you get that full serving of real USDA organic fruits and vegetables. With antioxidants, uh, it'll boost your immunity. And it's pre and probiotic. It's real food that will really uh, fuel your insides and just help you to be happier and healthier in the long run. Go to BrickHousePat.com. You'll get 15% off your first order when you use the offer code PAT. A better you awaits. It's BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. Beware. Pat Gray is unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, 933 And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Did you know that Aerosmith is playing Vegas? I guess they just opened up their big uh, Vegas residency, Mm. playing 30 shows or something. So uh, it's kind of weird. It used to be, you know, Wayne Newton was your Vegas act. (laughs) The Rat Pack were your, and it seemed like all the old people. Well, yeah, it still is that way. Wait, 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 wait. Aerosmith, they are the old people now. (laughs) That hurts. They are the old people. Steven Tyler is 71 years old. Wow. And uh, play in Las Vegas. 
I read a review on the concert, though. Apparently, it's it's really good. So I, that's something I would love to see. If you're in Vegas, you don't have to go to Cirque du Soleil anymore. You don't have to go to Wayne Newton anymore. You mm. could actually you can actually see a rock concert. Wow! From a band that played, I mean, seventy thousand seat stadiums. Now they're in this fifty two hundred seat uh, theater every night, which is amazing to me. Amazing. Now, when Steven Tyler was 17 years old, he wrote Dream On with that line, uh, all these lines, every day that I look in the mirror, all these lines in my face getting clearer. It's a little more appropriate now. (laughs) Now that he's 71, not 17. Uh, Crazy. Where does the time go? That would have been a good place for Porter to kind of retire. Just go to Vegas, and since they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and probably never will be, they could just do show after show after show and rake in the money. That's a good gig if you can get it. And buy their way into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame eventually. Right? Uh, Elton John, was, wasn't he playing Vegas for a long time? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. And then Billy Joel kind of set up his own Vegas-style thing at Madison Square Garden. I think he signed on to do 60 shows or something. So, like, once a month... For 60 months, he goes into New York and uh, and does a show at Madison Square Garden, and they're all sold out. Celine Dion's still doing her thing out there, right? Where? In in Vegas? Yeah. Is she? Yeah. And did I read also, I think I think Mariah Carey is there too, mm. right? Wow, we're getting old, man. That is sad. <laughs> that is sad. Wow, she's done 427 shows in Las Vegas. Celine Dion? Yeah, from 2011 to... Currently, four hundred and twenty-seven concert residency. Nice. Hmm. Seriously, they make uh, tens of millions of dollars a year doing that, and they don't have to travel around, so their expenses are nothing. Paid for by the hotel, it's all profit. That's a pretty sweet gig. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Celine Dion, I think at least one of her houses is just uh, you know an hour or so away by helicopter. <laughs> just so, an hour or so by helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So I think okay. that's how she does her uh, deal there. <laughs> uh, that's a good life. Yeah. That's a really good life. Uh, I got to get to the chopper. I got to sing tonight. <laughs> All right, I'll be back later. You chop her in. You chop her back out. <laughs> you don't even have to put up with traffic. That's oh, that's yeah. nice. That's nice. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, the uh, Country Music Awards were on the other night, Sunday night, mm. night before last. Yeah, I'm big and fan of those. There were, I'm, yeah, I'm not either, but <laughs> but there were no politics. I wish I liked country music because they they do it right. These look normal people. Yeah, they're just you know what? It's an award show. Let's do awards. <laughs> Let's talk about. I don't know music. Well, you don't want to. Let's not bash the president, the president for, or the Democrats or anybody else. But three hours of platform to rip on the leader of the free world, <laughs> right? You yeah, but that's that? not what this is about. <sighs> so yeah, why don't you just do music? Maybe people could get up there and sing, and <laughs> other people could talk about the other people who sing, and maybe give it an award or two, and it'd be a nice night, and nobody gets all pissed off. Hmm. Wouldn't that be great? Ah, it's a weird concept. It is a strange concept. Think about it. And Get apparently back. they went with it. <laughs> I'm going to try to become a country music fan because, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's that's where you can exist without your without your brain splattering all over your head. <laughs> Wait, your a country music exploding. fan? You could do. You could sing country music. It's easy. 
You could take any song and turn it into country music. You know, you know this. Yes, I do know this. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do it. Okay. Okay. Like no. what? What are you doing? Like, to give me? me, give me a song. I don't want to give you a song. Mm. Keith does this all day, every day. All day, every day. It's not annoying at all for my coworkers. Not, Walk not around at all. Singing country music songs out of like maybe Guns and Roses. You know, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. me down to Paradise City. All right. <clears throat> Am I going to do this? I guess so. Where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, won't you please take me home? Yeah, yeah. Easy. Anyone can do this. But see, that that's a that perfect example of why I'm not a country music fan. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was just you. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anyone can <laughs> sing country music. It's easy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, there's this big controversy, too, in the country world right now. This uh, Lil Nas X, Lil Nas the 10th. I don't know what is. <laughs> I don't know what his name yeah, is. Yeah, what is it? Is it X or... I, I don't know either. I just read is it. Is Martin here? Come on. No, Martin's not here. Uh, Sarah's acting like she doesn't know. She's hiding in there. She totally knows. How do you pronounce it? Little Nas X? Little Nas 10? <laughs> Which is it? We are so Anyway, he's got a white. country song. Huh? And yeah, it's a rap song, but it's country, I guess. It's or it's oh. The lyrics are country-like, and so it was going up the Billboard country chart. I kind of like to hear that. And then they said... Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we're taking it off the chart because it's not country enough. Whoa. And so Lil Nas went back into the studio and added Billy Ray Cyrus to the song somehow. Okay. And uh, now it's back on the chart, and I think it's number one. Wow. I think it's the number one song in country music. (laughs) So now they expect him to release a full rap country album. Oh, I want to hear this. Uh, it should be interesting. Two things I can't stand. Combine forces. Country and, and rap. To it. Yeah. yeah. Is there might, anything might, worse than that? Might be tolerable. <laughs> I don't think the two negatives will make a no. positive in this case. Says you. No. I was so curious, though. I listened to the song, and it sucks, just like every oh. other rap song. And every other country song, okay. for that matter. So... <laughs> Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, speaking of music and musicians, we have uh, David Bowie from when was this? Obviously, he was alive at the this time. This was nineteen ninety nine. Oh, ninety nine. So yeah. twenty years ago, David Bowie was on uh, being interviewed and predicted the future. Listen to what he had to say. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've even seen the tip of the iceberg. I think the potential of what the internet is going to do to society, both good and bad, is unimaginable. I think we're actually on the cusp of something exhilarating and terrifying. It's just a tool, though, isn't it? No, it's not. No. No, it's an alien life form. What do you think? I mean, when you think then about... Is there life on Mars? (laughs) Yes, it's just landed here. But that's, yeah. it's a simply a different delivery system there. You're arguing about something more profound. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the, the, the actual context and the state of content is going to be so different to anything that we can really envisage at the moment. Wow. Where the interplay between the user and the provider will be so insimpatico, it's, hmm. it's going to crush our ideas of what yes. mediums are all about. That's amazing. That, keep in mind, that's before Twitter, that's before Facebook, that's, I think that's before MySpace, that's before iTunes and all of those things uh, that revolutionized the planet. He nailed it. He really did. Yeah, that was four years before MySpace. Wow! Goodness. Four years before MySpace. 
seemed like MySpace had a better run, but that it wasn't very long. What about oh three to oh four? <laughs> Maybe five, six, somewhere right in there. there. Yeah. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. From time to time, we get testimonials from our friends at uh, Home Title Lock, uh, and they're they're more like horror stories, really, than than anything else. Uh, like this one from this listener who said, "I heard you warn us about home title theft, but I think we." I didn't think we'd be victims until we got a bank notice claiming we defaulted on loans we never took out. Some thief found our title online, forged our signature, stating he was the owner. Then he borrowed against our home, and we got stuck with the payments. She concluded, our identity theft protection didn't stop it. The bank said it's our problem, and the insurance didn't cover it, so we've spent thousands trying to get our home back. Don't let this happen to you, because... There is a chance, and if there's even a chance, it's worth getting the protection for just pennies a day. Home Title Lock will put that virtual barrier around your home's online title and mortgage. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register to see if your title has already been compromised. If you register your home now, you'll get that free title scan and report, usually $100. They're just going to throw that in for signing up. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Get some peace of mind. Get some protection for your home. Don't let thieves steal it right out from under you. HomeTitleLock.com Pat Gray Unleashed Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter where Pothole Superhero tweets Oh, speaking of pothole superhero, we have an update on that uh, on the guy who is the pothole superhero in Mississippi running for, I don't know, city council seat or something. You know, we we actually just had a uh, gift sent to us. Um, Teal Busby is a listener in the state of Mississippi who sent us these uh, awesome hats, um, which I know you want to wear because I'm I'm putting it on. Make Mississippi roads great again. I'm totally wearing this. And the reason for that is, let's remind him of the, uh, here's the guy that was yeah. running for office, and he did this commercial. That Steve was McClellan, Super Steve. Just really fantastic, because he was going to fix those potholes. Uh, great stuff. Y'all watch these holes, because they got to be fixed. On August 6th, if I had the power of a superhero, I could get these holes fixed. <laughs> no, I do not have superpower like oh. a real superhero. Dang it. If you vote for me August mm-hmm. 6th, you will give me the power to help fix these roads and buy me a new <laughs> costume. Hole in the road. Everywhere you go, there's a hole in the road. Hole in the road. Hole in the road. A hole in the road. in the road. You can make that a country song easily. You can jump them though in a single bound. We got to get it fixed. Steve McClellan for Supervisor Beat One. Yeah. August 6th. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting Google News alerts that day. I want to see how he's doing. <laughs> so, uh, make Mississippi roads great again. He didn't actually do No, these, no. Right? Department of Roads, I think, uh, from Mississippi did. It's really but, funny. Uh, thank you, Teal, for great. sending these to us. <laughs> so, anyway, from a person who adopted the uh, pothole superhero uh, identity on Twitter... Is uh, Jeffy counting the people at Beto and de Blasio ev- events? Like seven? No, because he can't. He can't say seven. Uh, only if there's eighteen can he count the people. 
Uh, J.E. Barton 08. So 120 people showed up for Beto. But according to CNN counting, that's about 6,000 to 100,000, right? Yes. Uh, Beto's sweaty shirt tweets, <laughs> it wouldn't be Tuesday without the mindless plinking of our favorite musician. It's really true. Guitar stylings of Beto O'Rourke. Man, can he shred? I think we'll let it go all the way to where he kicks it kicks into the into gear here. Eardrums. Yeah, it's just it's about to really get serious. All up in here. Ding ding ding. ding. Wait for it. Doodle do. He's thinking right now, he's thinking, dang, I should have tuned my guitar before I started playing on television. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe that he just loves that sound. I don't know. What's not to love there? Uh, really? Everything? Uh, other than everything? Nothing is not to love. <laughs> Worship leader Caleb tweets, the country would rather listen to Beto play guitar than run for president, which is ironic because he's a terrible guitar player. <laughs> Sean Perry Who tweets, uh, somehow with that country rendition of Paradise City, Keith has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes! <laughs> and before Foreigner, yes. which is awesome. Uh, Short Girl M, Keith's singing skills are on, pal- on par with his yard work skills. Wait a minute. From Quiet Storm, I'm sure Pat and at Keith Malinak will be getting tickets for Celine's world tour show when she plays Dallas. Uh, that would be, oh, a, that'd be a bet you'd lose. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I, there's very few artists I dislike more than Celine Dion. Well, her music. I don't know her personally, but her music is atrocious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Also, I especially enjoy when history is discussed on the show. Figured you and Keith would enjoy this historic picture. Historians have uncovered the last photo that was taken moments before the Titanic sank. Oh, really? This is incredible. Let's. Oh, oh look at that. Uh. Yeah, it's the... It's what's-his-face from the Flexio family of products. <laughs> I saw this boat in half. That's what it was. <laughs> We've been blaming an iceberg this whole time. When really it was a Flexio guy. I saw this boat in half. <laughs> so it didn't hit an iceberg. Flexio guy did. And maybe the product didn't work at that particular point. I don't know. Uh, I've seen. Have you seen the new ads where they've got some testimonials on there? They've got I don't know five or six people who claim it's the greatest thing ever, and they don't. They they're never without the Flex Seal family of products. And I think <sighs> what what liars? Mm-hmm. We've tried that stuff. Yeah, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I still keep it out here in the hallway in the cabinet. It's just in case you want to bring what it. What would you ever do with what's it? What's the point? It's it's worthless. It does not work like they show it. None of it on does. TV. It doesn't. Lone Wolf twenty nine sixty five. Tweets, I'm tired of Pat telling us his favorite word while ignoring the rest of the questions. Mm-hmm. Pat, what's your favorite this? What's your favorite that? What's your favorite? Yeah, yeah, let's explore the that. The Pat, Pat heads demand answers. Yeah, you do. Yeah. What, what is your favorite this, <laughs> Pat, as long as we're on the subject? I'm going to have to think about it, and we'll make a list of my favorite this and my favorite, and favorite that, that and the favorite. Mm-hmm. And then one time. <laughs> well, we look forward what's to those your answers. favorite word? Ah. Oh. Uh, we love her, don't we? No. You gotta love the Nancy Pelosi uh, sound bites that we treasure forever. I still think the greatest one ever is. Um, I don't know what was so great about the Great Depression, but that's what they called it. Really? Are you? 
I mean, no. it's hard to believe that she... Well, listen. Chairman Mernanke is probably one of the foremost authorities in America on the subject of the Great Depression. Mm. I don't know what was so great about the Depression, but that's the name they give it. <laughs> that's just butt stupid. Because it doesn't sound like there's any sense of irony there. She doesn't... She doesn't know. She really she does. She no doesn't idea. know. They're not calling it literally like great, not great in in its scale. Mm-hmm. Like it lasted a long time. That kind of great, not great. And this is really fun and good and better than good. Hmm. Not that kind of great, Nance. Maybe she okay. is the mentor of AOC after all. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was one of my favorite Nancy Pelosi uh, gaffes. <laughs> not have an economic recovery package 500 million americans lose their jobs <laughs> i don't think we can go fast enough you remember uh, remember when 500 be- million americans lost their jobs that was a bad time in america that was really bad uh, 500 so like 200 million more people yeah then live in this country that's how bad it was lost their jobs that's how bad it that was a bad time I mean, that seems worse than the Great Depression. I hate to put you on the spot here, but do you have uh, Pelosi trying to say uh, Manuel, whatever his name was? Because that was uh, that was enjoyable. I don't know. And well, uh, I don't. I don't think so. And that's what I get for yeah, putting, putting you on me the spot. on the spot. Mm. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for doing that. You're welcome. Uh, all right. We also have uh, the fact that the president has designated Iran's Revolutionary Guard as terrorists. Good. I, I can't believe that hasn't been done previously. I thought we did that a long time ago. I guess not. Uh, But it's upset the mullahs in Iran, officially designating their vaunted elite Islamic Revolutionary Guard as a foreign terrorist organization. They don't like that. And so they're going to potentially um, retaliate. But Mm -hmm. Ted Cruz responded to the news. I applaud President Trump and his administration for taking the long overdue step of designating Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps as a foreign terrorist organization. I've called on subsequent administrations to acknowledge this basic fact. And in 2015 and 2017, I introduced legislation that would have written it into U.S. code. Today's announcement should be followed by additional measures to do exactly that as well as hold the IRGC accountable for the full range of its additional malign and sanctionable activities, including ballistic missile proliferation, participating in Iran's drive for nuclear weapons, the war in Yemen, human rights atrocities, bolstering the murderous Assad regime in Syria, and financing Hezbollah. The first half of Trump's presidency revolved around the phony Iran nuclear deal that gave Iran billions of dollars, and you remember that whole fiasco because, oh, but the Obama administration had zero scandals. <laughs> uh, but they did leave billions of dollars uh, on the runway for Iran to uh, take and, and uh, fly home with. Well, I mean, what was Obama supposed to do? It's not like they have ATMs there in Tehran. Was it, was it $150 billion? It was, uh, wasn't it? Gosh. Didn't they, was it? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to believe that wasn't. Why do you have the tambourine out? Because I was playing along the battle earlier. I'm sorry that it, it's unruly and it decided to fall in the middle of a deep point here. $150 billion. Yeah, it was $150 billion that they left for him. Good I, grief. And it's impossible to believe that that didn't become a huge thing. But nothing did. 
with Obama. That's why he, he thinks he had no scandals in his administration, despite the fact that he had many Fast and Furious, Benghazi, the Iran thing. I mean, over and really serious things. So in total, the deal that Iran got from U.S. taxpayers was worth $150 billion. But okay, but it, was, it wasn't that much that was the left on the runway. The cash that was left on the tarmac was $1.8 billion. $1.8 billion. Jeez. Gosh, there is so much there with that that will never be mm-hmm. discussed. Mm-hmm. It's that's brutal. An American president doing that, and he keeps he's going around telling everybody, "I didn't have any scandals, no scandals at all." Man, you are a in, in my administration. And he had it, it make it makes Watergate, it makes Richard Nixon look like a uh, an Eagle Scout. It, it makes it look like Watergate was his Eagle project. The things that he did uh, were far more serious and detrimental to the country than Watergate. Okay, so they broke into McGovern's campaign headquarters in the Watergate Hotel when he was up by 40 points. (laughs) I know, right? Such insanity. I don't understand why. But then they covered it all up, and that was the big deal. Yeah. Nixon was a very insecure man. You can't tell me that this Iranian thing, leaving $1.8 billion on a runway for him and bribing them and doing this terrible deal with them and giving them $150 billion towards more terror activity, that's a lot worse. And so was Fast and Furious, Mm -hmm. where Americans actually died because of those weapons. Benghazi, four Americans actually died because of his inaction. Hmm. Oh, but he didn't have any scandals. No, no. And then and the AP reporters, right? Remember that? They oh, were right. Tapping their phones or something. And, and How about j- Rosen, jailing all the journalists? And Rosen uh, from Fox News followed, and they found <clears throat> right. his uh, contact uh, inside. But, uh, okay, so I'm sorry I have ADD, but uh, who is the only U.S. president to actually become an Eagle Scout as a young man? Hmm? Ah, hmm. the only... Only president that president was an Eagle Scout as well. That was an Eagle Scout. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Is it one of your favorites? No, oh, no, no. Oh wait, I just helped you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he, this guy was president when I was born. Does that help you? Uh, uh, Jimmy Carter. No, it was uh, uh, Gerald Ford. Oh, okay. So you're born just a little before when I thought you were born. A little bit. A little, a little bit. A little bit. Were you born in Jalalabad? Uh, Keith Malinak, <laughs> tonight on the NBC Nightline News, we look at the birthplace, the birthplace of Keith Malinak, the birthplace of Keith Malinak, who was born in Jalalabad, Jalalabad. Actually, tonight from Louisville, Kentucky. You know what? I want to hear Tom Brokaw <laughs> actually say where I was born. Atlanta. 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 Triple Oh, uh, let me tell you about Red Juice Zone real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, take a minute here. Tell you about uh, a way you could lose weight if you're struggling to do that. Because by now it's it's April and no doubt your New Year's resolutions are already down the tube. <laughs> Here's a way maybe you can salvage one. Uh, it's this makes things a lot easier when you've got some help from Riduzone, because Riduzone was lo- uh, launched by a local company that produced a metabolite of olive oil. They took the OEA molecule out of that, 
that's been shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. Really important, especially after that six-year study that shows when you lose weight, your body wants to slow down your metabolism so that you can gain it back. Well, Riduzone boosts it back up, helps you control your appetite so you don't eat as much, and as a result, you, you burn fat and you lose weight. It's just that simple. And for a short time, we still have a 30% off deal because you'll listen to this show. Go to riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. Riduzone.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Ilan Omar uh, mentioned 9-11. She doesn't consider it a terrorist attack on the U.S. by terrorists. Instead, she refers to it as some people did something. Listen to this. Then she goes on to justify the establishment of a uh, terrorist organization, CARE, on U.S. soil. Well, an unindicted co-conspirator, at least, CARE. Um, so she, she, did she tell Muslims to raise hell or well, something? Yeah, we got to a couple effect. clips here. We got her talking about 9-11. Here and, she is talking yeah. about 9-11. Let's get to that. Care was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us Wait, were starting what? to lose access to our civil liberties. That is unbelievable. Mm, Sitting congresswoman. Because they realized some people did something and they didn't want those people to lose civil liberties, apparently. Oh, that is, wow. (laughs) Wretched? Hey, thank you, Um, Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. For this jewel. You've done us right. Of a representative. My God. Gosh. Some people did something. That's what she says about 9-11. Some people did something. So we didn't want to lose our rights. Care was founded after Mm 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something. Oof. That's really bad. That's really bad. And so the reason, though, that they... It wasn't because, really, the people did something. It was that they were afraid because of those people. Mm -hmm. Muslims would be mistreated. And, and so they had to be protected. Let's be clear. The something Good that gosh. they did. Kill 3,000 people. Yeah. 3,000 innocent Americans. And bring down the World Trade Center towers. Holy cow. They did something. Yeah, that's what those people did. And uh, so then, of course, the focus is on not the perpetrators of the crime, but Americans then became the perpetrators of the crime they were worried about. That's why you needed care to protect Muslims from Americans. <laughs> yeah. This woman is unbelievable. Yeah, so so since Muslims are treated so poorly in this country, wow. according to Representative Omar, um, I guess Muslims should fight back, according to her. Here's what she said. So to me, I say raise hell. Make people oh. uncomfortable. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Because here's the truth. What is the truth? Here's the truth. Far too long, we have lived with the discomfort of being a second-class citizen. 
And frankly, mm. I'm tired of it. And every single out. Muslim in this country get should out. be tired of it. Get out. If it's so bad here, leave. Go someplace where you're more comfortable. I, I hate to have you be the victim of the awful nation that is the United States of America. So oppressive. So terrible. Wow. Second-class citizens, right? Yeah. And she wants them to raise hell, which apparently they've been doing so lately. has anybody raised any hell? Mm-hmm. A uh, Maryland man, inspired by the Islamic State group, plotted to ram a stolen U-Haul truck into as many pedestrians as possible at a popular convention and tourist destination just outside the nation's capital. The allegation was made in a court filing in Maryland, uh, and they urged a judge to keep the defendant, 28-year-old Rondell Henry, Detained on a charge of driving a stolen vehicle across state lines. Police arrested him after officers who discovered the stolen truck saw him leap over a security fence. we got to tell you more about this. Yeah. because a lot more. Uh, they're apparently taking Ilan Omar's advice and raising hell. Get into that coming up on Pat Gray Unleashed. Is Pat Gray Unleashed? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and the Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Reverend Doctor Colonel Caleb tweets: Keith needs to sing over the top of Beto O'Rourke's guitar playing. No. Can he country that up? Mm, no. Uh, Five fifty five feet at feet. Uh, I thought Lil Nas X or Lil Nas Ten. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's is, no way to know. Is the name of the next Motorola smartphone. <laughs> we are so hip. Are we? We are. We are just oh. as hip as you can get in this Hold civilization. On Hold on, let me try something here. Hang on. Let's see how to pronounce Little Nas X. Little Nas X. Yeah. So it is not ten. It is Little Nas X. <laughs> From I smell hippies. I wonder if Omar would say the Christchurch shooter was a person who did something. Oh. We got to play that again. Um, here's what Ilan Omar, uh, representative the, of of a district in the United States of America, a U.S. Congressperson. First of all, here's what she said about 9/11. Care was founded after 9/11 mm-hmm. because they recognized that some people did something, and some that all of us were something. starting to lose. Mm-hmm access to our civil liberties no you weren't what are you what are you talking about <laughs> so some people did something hmm. i don't know what something sure it murdered three thousand innocent people yeah whatever yeah whatever but then uh americans might have started being mean to muslims so care had to set up shop to protect them wow i just Omar won with 78% of the vote. That's unbelievable. Uh, She had more to say uh, about Muslims raising hell. So to me, I say raise hell. Mm. Make people uncomfortable. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Because here's the Mm. truth. What is it? Here's the truth. Far too long, we have lived with the discomfort of being a second-class citizen. And frankly, I'm tired of it. And every single Muslim in this country should be tired of it. 
She's a second-class citizen? Really? Is that how she's treated? She's a U.S. congressperson! What are you talking about? This is a country that treated you to one of the highest offices in the land. And you're tired of being a second-class citizen? Jeez, how do you become a first-class citizen? You're making $174,000 a year. Being a U.S. congressperson with a hell of a lot more say than the other 320 million of us. God, that is unbelievable. This person needs to be impeached. She needs to be impeached. She needs to be out of office. We have some of the most dangerous, frightening idiots in office that I think we've ever had. Ilan Omar, uh, Rashida Tlaib, and that stinking AOC are just nightmarish. So she encourages people to uh, raise hell. And as I was talking about before the break, uh, some people have taken her up on it, like this Maryland man who was inspired by IS, the Islamic State, to ram a stolen U-Haul truck into as many pedestrians as possible near Washington, D.C. Fortunately, he was caught before he could make that happen. But he told cops, I was just going to keep driving and driving and driving. I wasn't going to stop. He said he wanted to create panic and chaos, similar to a deadly attack that killed scores of people in Nice, France. The government's six-page detention motion uh, describes him as harboring hatred for disbelievers and looking to emulate Islamic State militants. He saw on beheading videos and fighting overseas. On his phone which prosecutors say he discarded on a highway in in an apparent attempt to conceal evidence. Uh, Authorities found images of the ISIS flag, armed ISIS fighters, and the man who carried out the massacre in Orlando, Florida, um, three years ago. Lovely guy. uh, Just, you know, raising hell, that's all. Then a Plano teen here in the DFW area has pleaded guilty to plotting an ISIS-inspired attack at Stonebriar Center Mall in Frisco last year. Just raising hell, you know. Mateen Azizi Yarand, 18 years old, was sentenced to 20 years in prison for solicitation of capital murder and 10 years for terrorist threats. Sentences will be served at the same time, so sadly he won't be in jail for 30 years. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't either. What is that? Are they going to make it twice as difficult for him in prison? No. So why doesn't is it make the any 30 sense. years? Why is it 20 and 10 served at the same time? I don't know. He must have no other yeah, no other crimes on his record. It's probably his first offense. But yeah. But it's a pretty big one for your first one. You're jumping right in head first. <laughs> yeah. You're getting right into the spirit of crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Listen to what... I mean, that is grotesque, this guy's plan. According to authorities, uh, when he was 17 years old and a student at Plano West High planned the attack for last May after being inspired by ISIS. Police arrested him uh, last May. At the time of his arrest, he sent more than $1,400 to others for the purchase of weapons and tactical gear. gear. Um, He said, I'd like to actually make a cop surrender and drop his gun, then douse him with gasoline and burn him and record it. That's lovely. Uh, the teen allegedly spent weeks staking out the mall, according to investigators. He was detailing security's placement, outlining a strategy for a surprise attack on cops. They say the teen 
suggested a shooting rampage and burning down several stores. Yeah, just get out there and raise hell. Mm-hmm. You know, what the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, it's just, well, yeah, it shows they're high spirited. That's what look, that is. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. She said she wanted Muslims to go raise hell, make people uncomfortable. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but did she, the sitting congresswoman, did she say go and target a district? No, she didn't. See now? No, she didn't. You do that. You throw out that kind of rhetoric? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah, but only Sarah Palin is that dangerous. Yeah. You know? And Sarah Palin, who was Clearly not more a, dangerous than Ilan Omar. And not a sitting congresswoman. Right. Okay. That's right. Huh. Huh. Yeah. That's huh. weird. Huh. That is weird. I just right? can't quite grasp. And, and Sarah Palin was like the most despicable person in the history of the world. This person, this Ilan Omar, is she treated that way by the press? No, they love her. They're fine with her. They don't have any problem. She's the victim most of the time. She just told us she was the victim. Treated like a second-class citizen. Uh, obviously second-class. She wasn't elected president. She was only elected U.S. congressperson. See, you got it. Huh. Yep. If she was a first-class citizen, she'd be the president of the mm-hmm. United States right now. Right. Well, except she wasn't born in this country. But we need a constitutional amendment so she can be a first-class president citizen person in this country. Protected by care. Because, you know, they set up shop after 9-11 because uh, somebody did something. And then they, so they wanted to protect uh, all the Muslims in this country from the evil Americans who'd just been killed to the tune of 3,000 of us. It's a world turn upside down, man. Oh, my gosh. Seriously needs to be impeached. She seriously should not... Be in the U.S. Congress. I. How do you even? How do you even justify this? If you're a voter in Minnesota, wow, should you be ashamed of yourself? Seventy-eight percent of the people in her district said, "Yep, that's who we want representing us." Seventy-eight percent. Plus, she lied to get in office. She talked about uh, she was not on board with the boycotts of Israel. She was for a two-state solution immediately after her election. She flipped on both those. She was for the boycotts, and she was for a one-state solution. And she also may be guilty of immigration fraud for marrying her brother. All right. It looks very much like she did marry her brother so that he could stay here in, what, 2005 or something? 2004, 2005. Uh, but he's he's long gone. I think he lives in Britain now, so... Mm-hmm. It's like well, nobody's feel? tracked that down. Why hasn't anybody? It's got to be so easy to track that down to see if that was her brother. The love of her life he flew to another country and <laughs> never looked back. Well, this new husband, who was oh. an old husband, is the love of her life. She was married. Here's how it went. I think <clears throat> she married this guy, divorced him, married her brother, divorced him, married the first husband again. I think that's how it went. Wow. It's very strange. It's a very strange situation. It's like an interesting family reunion. And she's probably a criminal, and she needs to be removed from office. She needs to be removed. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Instead, what we're worried about are these evil Americans who are going to be mean to Muslims now. <laughs> I I don't see any evidence of that. I see evidence of a lot of hoaxes. I've seen a lot of hoaxes. I've seen scant little evidence of Muslim discrimination, though. 
I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure discrimination against all manner of people happens. Against white people as well. Happens all the time. All the time. But on a widespread, consistent basis, I just don't see it at all. 888-900-3393. Also, little girl was banned from citing Donald Trump as her hero in school. This is an amazing story. And apparently the teacher suggested, yeah, you can't do Trump. Um, Might do Barack Obama instead. (laughs) Uh, This happened on Long Island. The mother, Valerie Moscato, claims her daughter, 11-year-old Bella, was not allowed to select Donald Trump uh, as her hero for a school project in her sixth grade class. According to the News 12 team in Long Island, here's here's the report they filed. I'm incensed that a teacher would have my daughter do that. Emotions ran high at tonight's Sachem School Board meeting when Arthur and Valerie Moscato confronted board members about what they call an act of intimidation and censorship against their 11-year-old daughter, Bella. The Moscatos say Bella's teacher told her she couldn't pick President Donald Trump as the subject of a hero project. She said that I wasn't allowed to do Donald Trump because he spreads negativity and says bad stuff about women. Bella says her teacher made that statement in front Mm. of another teacher and students in the class. The sixth grader also says her teacher ordered her to pick another hero. The thing I didn't get, she was okay with somebody doing Barack Obama, but not okay with doing Donald Trump. That's what got me angry. <laughs> like, I didn't like that. Bella's parents either. are angry, too. My daughter's hero is the president of our country. I can't believe that anybody in a school would tell my daughter something that that, that guy can't be her hero. I'm incensed by this. This was really frustrating to me because, you know, my daughter has every right to do and pick a hero of her choice. Mm-hmm. It's a First Amendment right, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Mm-hmm. So it was really upsetting to me that she was trying to shut her down. The school superintendent issued a statement to News 12 saying, quote, it is not accurate that this student was told that they were not allowed to conduct research or hmm. report on any individual for a school assignment, including President Trump. To the best of our knowledge, by choice, the student is still conducting their project of President Trump. The Moscatos say the superintendent's statement made matters worse. And I'm incensed that my story was said to be inaccurate by you. My story is not inaccurate. My daughter didn't lie. No one should make a child feel that way. And you're supposed to protect my child. And I'm waiting for your reply, and (laughs) I'm still waiting for it. That's what I'm talking about over there. That's what I'm talking about. Guys clearly from... Kentucky or Tennessee or someplace. Oh, really? I was going to Alabama. (laughs) Or that would be inaccurate if I said that? Yeah, it would. Yes, it would. (laughs) Unaccurate. You know they're lying about that. Oh, of course. You know they are. You know they're lying about the fact that, oh, we didn't suggest that she couldn't uh, do Donald Trump. Oh, no. No, as far as we know, she's still doing Donald Trump. Well, yeah, now you are because you're getting some negative pushback on this. Wow, that's, that's amazing. But this is what's going on in our little indoctrination camps mm-hmm. called public school. So good luck with that, everybody. Yeah. Uh, 888 Let me tell you about uh, Mercury Real Estate. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Uh, we launched this for a really simple reason. 
to help you sell your home for top dollar as quickly as you possibly can. And along the way, Glenn and his team learned three really important keys to being successful as a realtor. Selling or buying a home is a complicated process. It's hard to navigate, so you have to choose an agent with a long track record of success. There's no part-time or inexperienced agents in our network. Number two, the market value for your home can't be done by an algorithm. You got to know the market. You got to know your neighborhood. You have to know uh, what the house across the street sold for. Our agents are experts in your neighborhood. Home sellers must also genuinely like the agent they choose to trust their home to. That's why we select agents who are fans of the show like you are. They do business like you. They share your values. This is why we built realestateagentsitrust.com to help you buy or sell your home really fast. Get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. Especially if you're relocating. you got to sell your current home. you got to buy in the new market. You need somebody who understands both. realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. realestateagentsitrust.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Oops, all berries tweets. Representative Alana Moore from the state that brought you Senator Al Franken, Governor Jesse the Mind Ventura. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that's uh, that says a lot. That says a lot. Aaron Disney uh, tweets, I hope gun rights aren't infringed just because some people did something, little Elon. And from uh, bifurcated intelligence. (laughs) I think Judy gets to retire. We have to work overtime to explain things to Nancy Pelosi. Thank you. Uh, No kidding. Yeah. Uh, Also, Democratic presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke just called Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu a racist. Oh, wow. This guy is great. Um, Telling you, man, Obama is speaking through him. Yeah, I, I just just yeah. everything he says. Like I think we're about to play a clip. Just listen <clears throat> to it as if Obama's speaking. Right. His voice. There he is. The U.S.-Israel relationship is one of the most important relationships that we have on the planet, and that relationship, if it is to be successful, must transcend partisanship in the United States, and it must be able to transcend a prime minister who is uh, racist, uh, as he warns about Arabs coming to the polls, who wants to defy any prospect for peace as he threatens to annex the West Bank, uh, and who has sided with a far-right racist party in order to maintain his hold on power. Now, I don't think that Benjamin Netanyahu represents the true will of the Israeli people or the best interests of the U.S.-Israel relationship or any path to peace for the people of the Palestinian Authority, the Gaza Strip, and the state of Israel. He just called Benjamin Netanyahu yeah. a racist. Didn't allude to it. He straight no, up flat said out, it. Flat out called him, accused him of being a racist. Thanks, Beto. <laughs> I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah. He, he should he should just concentrate full time. On uh, getting little avocados out of baby diapers and <laughs> little putting them into it, into bowls and serving them to his wife, just to see if he can get her to eat one. Yeah, he's, you know? good, at, he's good at that. Hey, look at this, honey. <laughs> it's another <laughs> delicious avocado. Oh, 
uh, vote for you, me. Didn't you do that last week? And the week before? And the week before that? <laughs> Beto. Don't you have a road trip uh, to go and take again? You're so hot. <laughs> you're so hot. And really, I don't... He's not. Is he? Is he that hot? I like to hear from women about yes. this guy. Great question. I, I'm, I'm gonna, tired of hearing how hot he is. You know what? I'm looking right at him. He's not hot. That's going to be a Pat Gray poll, poll. question. Okay. Uh, at Pat Unleashed put, on Put all Twitter. politics aside on this. Mm-hmm. Just based on on hotness scale. Mm-hmm. Is Beto O'Rourke hot? Okay. I say not. Hot or not. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, right now. And you know, here's something to keep in mind. When you're filling out your bingo card uh, for the week, so far we have mm, two, six, Ooh, six. Wow, if you're count, if you're scoring at home, we got six. Covering some squares today, and and you know while listening to the program, some of these bingo squares are more obvious than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just keep that in mind as you're as you're filling out your squares. Okay. Um, but on another note, uh, yet another Democrat has become the eight. To announce he's running for president. There it is, 18. 18! <laughs> I knew we'd get there. Eric Swalwell. <laughs> oh, this guy. Joins the 17 others already running. I don't know anything about Eric Swalwell. He's Do just you? an angry, angry man who hates Donald Trump more than any person on the face of the planet. Oh, how unusual. The Democrats need somebody like that. Oh, there's an opening for that spot. Oh, (laughs) wow. Finally, they filled that hole. All right. (laughs) This is the guy. This is the one. Who hates Trump. Oh, okay. Well, now I know everything I need to know about him. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, He showed up on The Late Show and announced... I'm running for president of the United States. Oh, this was back on April 8th, though. So he's what? been. Well, April 8th was yesterday. <laughs> what do you say? Like? For some reason, I was thinking that was like a month ago. Nope. But my reaction was <laughs> this was way back when it didn't matter what day you said. I was going to be like, wait, what? That, I what? This is new news. <laughs> uh, he uh. still claims, good gosh, Eric. Join us in the present, would you please? He still believes the debunked dossier is factual. The Russia dossier, the golden showers thing, mm-hmm. come on. Okay, here's another guy who should be impeached. If you're this butt stupid, you need to go. You, you can't be in Congress. He's so obsessed with gun control that he makes up blatant lies so that he can increase the hatred for the NRA so that he can demonize them yeah. even further. Yeah, he's a big anti-gun. He's even threatened a gun over- owner with nukes. Oh, yeah, he's that guy. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, he's not the, the temperament you want uh, to in a president? Pennsylvania. No, no, he's not. So uh, good for the Democrats. They finally filled that uh, we hate we hate uh, Donald Trump hole because they, you know, they've been so so moderate toward Donald Trump that it's going to be nice to have somebody who really opposes him, really doesn't like him at all. That's hard to find, though, in the Democrat yeah, Party. A, I was going to say, it's a rare bird. Really, really hard to find. So, <laughs> uh, By the way, uh, Sarah Gonzalez of the News and Why It Matters, mm-hmm. I want you to know that uh, Beto is not, all caps, hot. He is not hot. Okay. Okay. All and right, by good. the way, we, we've posted that at Pat Unleashed um, mm-hmm. on Twitter right now, 89 to 11, uh, not over hot when it comes to Beto. 
Okay, well, 11%. <clears throat> oh, now bad. down to 7%. Oh, well, 7%. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 888-900-3393. Beto voted in that poll already. By the way, the uh, uh, new work and school week, extremely mild throughout most of the country right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, afternoon highs, like even in, in Denver today, will be approaching record-setting levels. But, but this is coming off one of the coldest winters on record yes cold and snowy and it was brutal in colorado and supposedly i thought those kinds of winters were gone those were supposed to be a thing of the past you're gonna have to tell your kids what snow was all about (laughs) they won't understand because they'll never see it again uh well now it's going to get occasionally gusty this afternoon Mm -hmm. and uh those winds will combine with record level temperatures today to create high fire danger okay but then comes yeah Snow. Snow tomorrow in Denver for the Braves-Rockies game. That's great. (laughs) Yeah, by tomorrow, a powerful spring storm will move across Colorado, and it'll bring a strong cold front with rain changing over to snow. The low pressure will produce a very strong strong winds, and some of the cold is supposed to sneak down even into uh, Dallas to knock us all the way down to, like, 62 degrees. (laughs) Stop it. Burr. It's going to really be chilly on Friday here. So uh, we got that going for us. (laughs) It's going to get in the 40s in mid-April. At night. It's going to snow in Kansas on Sunday, April 14th. Amazing. Must be uh, global global warming. warming? Okay. Yep. Triple eight, 933.93. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. First, let me tell you about WaxRx. Um, if you've had some problems with your hearing, uh, it may not be that anything is actually wrong with your hearing process, with your eardrums. You just might have stuff blocking the passage to your eardrums. And if that's the case, then WaxRx is what you need. It's a physician-developed technology that safely and effectively removes wax buildup. And then it soothes your ears with a pH-conditioned formula. And now you can use WaxRx without a prescription. Don't have to go to the doctor. Don't have to pay all that money. Uh, And no more wasted time using cotton swabs that are actually, that could harm your eardrums. You don't want to do that. And you certainly don't want to put fire near your ear. No? The candling thing. I, I don't even understand that. So try their WaxRx system risk-free today. Just go to usewaxrx.com and enter the offer code radio at checkout. You'll get free shipping. Usewaxrx.com, offer code radio. Pat Gray, Unleashed. And some tweets here uh, from Land of the Fleek. How many times have you married someone, divorced them, married a sibling, divorced them, and then remarried your ex? I mean, I did that like three times just last week. <laughs> yeah, it's a tired old story. Yeah, it really thank is. You. Thank it's a, you. It's a tired Omar's old. story is not been, unique. Been there, done that mm-hmm. uh, too many times. <laughs> uh, and it's the subject of every Lifetime movie, right? So, uh, Puppy Monkey Baby, 
Alec Baldwin claims if he ran for president, he would beat Trump. Somebody needs to pull his medical marijuana card. Hmm. Uh, from six of one or a bifurcated dozen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Omar needs to be removed. But the powers that be are sackless and would rather rage against red hats instead of calling out blatant anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. From Ashley, didn't this horrible country that Omar hates oh so much take her in as a refugee, saving her life? Yeah. yeah. Provide for her so she could live a better life? Uh, and made her a U.S. congressperson? Yeah, maybe she should go back to the Sudan. Yeah. Yes. Boy, Minnesota has become a <clears throat> balkanized state. You know what? It's bifurcated. It's bifurcated, yes! If you will. If you will. And oh, I, I will. And I think you will. I will. So we just had this uh, story about Denver. They're going to be in the 70s today, maybe. Close to 70. Could be record high temperatures. And then it's going to snow tomorrow. So good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, this is a weird, weather weirding. Mm-hmm. You know, we heard about that in Colorado from Cory Booker, right? Well, Cory Gardner. Was, Cory, Cory Gardner. Yeah. I'm getting the Corys mixed up and now. He's in Colorado, and I think it's all coming together. His evil plot. Well, you remember what Cory Gardner did. I mean, they're all out. All did out. you try the corner market? Of course. Grocery store? Sold out. Drug store? Come on. Stupid. So everyone sold out of condoms. <laughs> hmm. hmm. How did this happen? Corey Gardner banned Band birth control. control. Boom. And now mm-hmm. it's all on us guys. Oh, boy. And you can't find a condom anywhere. Not anywhere. And the pill was just the start. Mm-hmm. The Pell Grants my little brother was counting on for college, Corey mm-hmm. cut them. No. Climate change that everyone knows is weirding, weirding our, our weather. weather. Corey flat out denies it. Sweet Pea, Corey <laughs> denies science. Come Sweet on. Pea. This guy has no idea what's going on in the real world. What a jerk. Yeah, right? Sweet pea. (sighs) Then, of course, we got Cory Booker, the other Cory, running for president. They're all out. Did you try the grocery store? (laughs) Of course. Did you try the warehouse club? Sold out. Meat market? Come on. Don't you think that would have been the first place I checked? What do you think, I'm a moron? So everyone is sold out of meat? How did this happen? Cory Booker banned non-vegan foods. Hmm. And now it's hmm. all on us guys. And you can't get a T-bone anywhere. And eggs were just the start. The pill grants my little brother was counting on for college? Cory wants to give them to illegal aliens. Gender hmm. fluidity, which everyone knows is weirding our kids. <laughs> Cory accepts it as reality. Come on. Puddin'. Corey denies science. Come on. This guy has no idea what's going on in the world. Cory Booker for president. Yeah, all of which makes him perfect for the Democrat nomination, frankly. All of it. In that, in that party that has gotten so extreme and so crazy, you talk about weirding of weather. How about the weirding of the Democrats? Jeez. Uh, to the point where, where we've got... Candidates for president calling Benjamin Netanyahu a racist for trying to hold on to power. What? What What are you? Unreal. It's just amazing. Uh, 888-900-3393. And of course, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, On a lighter note, (laughs) a huge record has just been set uh, by one of Major League Baseball's great hitters, uh, <laughs> Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, no. Has started out this, the season 0 for 49 at the plate. Good grief, man. Been up to bat 49 times 
and has been put out 49 times. And, and, <laughs> I could get at least one hit in 49 and I think I could too. Come I even on. have to bunt 49 times, man. Come on. Seriously, just you you accidentally get a hit more than one zero in 49 times. Yeah, there was a big news last night's game. He hit the ball all the way to the warning track. So, oh. I mean, he's been making good contact. Wow. Well, yeah, he hit a couple of line drives too. I mean, he's made some... He's made some good contact, but he's just not putting it anywhere where he's people aren't. $116 million over seven seasons. This they is year still, four. They still owe him $92 million. So you think, well, why don't they get rid of this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to pay him. Still, it's $92 million guaranteed. And even if he gets a hit at his next AB, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be one for 50, so he'll be hitting .020. So... That's unbelievable. That's just... A batter, batting record of 20. <laughs> not 200. 2% of the time. You get 20. But, but let's not, let's not put the cart before the horse here. He's still batting... Yeah, he's 0 for 49 right a now. A zero. That's unreal. Last year, he set the record for the lowest batting average in history at 168. At some point, you just start to feel like the guy doesn't have it anymore. He just can't... He just can't play anymore. I mean, we've seen this. I don't happen. know what happened to him, but something. This has happened to pitchers before. Ricky and Keel, Mark Wallers. Yeah, they they're call famous it the yips. Yes. They get the yips and they can't get the ball over the plate but anymore. This right here is just, I just, oh, man. <laughs> this is bad. This is really bad, dude. Guy's making $17 million a year. He's going to be paid through the 2037 season. You might recognize that as a time when he's long retired. Wow. That's almost. 20 years from what now. A weird contract. Yeah, it's a strange. They deferred a lot of the payments. I think he wanted it that way because he wanted to be set up for life. And he is. You know, he's going to get $92 million over that period yeah, of time. Yeah, which comes in handy if, you know, happen to start a season, hypothetically speaking, over oh, 49. 49. Yeah. Good yeah. grief. It's a sad story because, you is. know, you feel bad for he the guy. He doesn't seem like a jerk. I mean, no. I, you know, it's not like... It's not like, and know, like he keeps saying, nobody's more frustrated than me. Yeah, yeah, but that only lasts for a while, my friend. And then now the Oriole fans are oh, getting all over him. I bet Every time are. he's up to bat, the booze come out. And that just makes it worse. Yeah. You know, because then you're thinking, you got that in your head. Everybody hates you and you're struggling at the plate. It just makes it worse. And so it becomes self-perpetuating. But yeah, they're, they're making a big deal out of the fact that he was put out on a fly ball near the warning track. That's how bad it is. <laughs> well, yeah, it was an out, but man, he hit that ball kind of a yeah. long way. I see you in there, baby. It's okay. You're pitching, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you at least got contact with the ball. Good job. You're good job. There. Okay. I mean, and you just wonder how his teammates feel because they know he's gonna he's gonna be an automatic out every time up. They can't be very happy about it. But they have to feel for him because everybody goes through slumps. They just don't usually last this long for a major league player. It's mm-hmm. never happened before. The worst uh, start or the worst span of not getting a hit was 46 at bats. It was 0 for 46 during a stretch. And I forget who set that. It probably says in the article here, but it doesn't matter anyway. But he's already three over that. Oh, for 49. After a 168 season last year, 
Think of that. That's just incredible. The previous longest drought by a non-pitcher was 46 at-bats by L.A. Dodger infielder Eugenio Velez. There you go. I don't remember that. Eugenio Velez, Eugenio, of course. It's sure, that right, right, at right the off the tongue. Too. Tip of my tongue. Man. Oh, we got lots of. Uh, Craig Council was <clears> over. <throat> had a 45 uh, over 45 streak. Really? Wow, he's a good hitter. Was, huh? 0 for 45. That's really bad. <laughs> I mean, seriously, because you can throw the bat out there and accidentally get a, a blooper in, you know, just, just barely yeah. lands in the outfield. Or a bunt. I'm telling you. Beat out point, a bunt. Nobody's going to see the bunt coming from wherever, you know, he's a slugger. Especially when theory. they, you know, they do that shift. And I think they do that yeah. on Davis. I'm trying to think. Oh, they uh, do it to Freddie Freeman big time. And and so they do that shift. If you bunted the other way, you're getting on base. Mm-hmm. There's no way they can they can put you out. If you and but they they get pissed if you bunt when they've got the shift on. I hate Don't that. Don't put the shift on. I hate how teams are like, well, that's an unspoken rule of baseball that Shut when you up. put the shift on and your infield is back, that you don't bunt it over the shift. No, up. I'm sorry. Shut up. No, I, it's an unspoken rule that you don't shift mm-hmm. to my vulnerabilities. Yes, I usually hit the ball there. That doesn't mean you shift that way. That enrages me when That's, I hear teams complain ridiculous. about that. I'm sorry. Are you guys always all making a million dollars a year or more? I'm going to bunt. <laughs> Figure out how to stop me. Yes. Uh, come on. That's exactly what I do. Pathetic. Every single time they shift like that, mm-hmm. I just bunt the other way. Well, now, let's see. It got, <clears throat> and I know this is going to sound laborious here, but uh, in softball, I was you know known for always pulling the ball down the left field line. I cannot wait for the pitch to get there. And I just mm-hmm. always hit. So I'm always out on foul balls, right? Eventually, I just started turning my back. You know, I just made an adjustment like that. And as pathetic and weird as it looked, mm-hmm. that's how I solved that problem. But I never said, oh, my gosh, the Methodist church is, uh, they know my tendencies and they're playing <laughs> all the way over down the, everybody's standing on the left field line. No, it's my problem. I'll, give, I'll mm-hmm. figure it that's out. That's right. Right. Hmm. All right. Let me tell you about home title lock. Um, this is a growing problem, a growing crime in our country. And you wouldn't think that people would be able to steal your title from you. That they could actually steal your home. However, it's happening a lot. Uh, Last year, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office released a grand jury report. They'd received 2,000 complaints of deed fraud, and almost all of them were from faulty notarizations. Problem is so bad, the jury called it an epidemic. Uh, Criminals look for vulnerable properties. They scan the obituaries. They pour through public records. And then it takes... Uh, as little as a forged deed just to transfer the ownership. And it's almost impossible to reverse that process. And it's so quick to do. They can knock out so many. These fraudsters can do so many of these mm-hmm. in any given day. I mean, so yours is waiting to happen. Well, w- when they first uh, came came into the show with us, they, they did my title in 20 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And you just can't, you can't believe it's that easy to do. But if there's any chance this could happen to you, you've got to get some protection. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your home, and learn if your title's already been compromised. If you register now, you'll get a free title scan and report, normally $100. They're going to throw that in just for signing up. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, get some protection, get some peace of mind. HomeTitleLock.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed. All right, we had a poll on um, mm-hmm. whether or not Beto is, in fact, hot, as he's continually described. <laughs> hot or not, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
97 to 3, not hot, is uh, the current tally. Wow. And all the females around here and beyond wow. have weighed in. He's definitely not hot. Uh, Sarah Gonzalez, Candace down the hall, my wife Carrie, all saying not, not hot. hot. Okay. Mm, I guess they just don't like blue shirts. Maybe that's or what blue they... shirt. <laughs> blue shirt. <laughs> yep, is there any evidence that it's a different one? I don't think so. Yes. <laughs> Not as far as I know. Good point. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. And he has no. He has no plan. He has no ideas. He's he's got no policies that he's really known for, as far as I am aware. The guy just is. He thinks that being Beto is enough. And that's going to get him by. I think he might be surprised now. Like 120 people showed up at the University of Iowa to see him yesterday. 120. Big deal. What happened to the throngs of crowds of 10,000 or whatever? How many people? I think more than 120 showed up at that Whataburger parking lot when he he did the dumb skateboard thing. Ridiculous. (laughs) All right. Let me tell you about um, the Mercury One 12 score and three years ago, the museum that we're going to do this summer, 12 score is an interactive and immersive special exhibition. It opens June 28th here at the Mercury Studios in Irving, and it runs through July 7th. It's a pop-up museum. It's an honest probe, a look in the mirror where we're asking ourselves, are we making progress as a nation? Are we getting better or worse? As my optometrist would say, better, worse, or about the same? Mm-hmm. How about now? Better, worse, or about the same? 12 score walks us through from the Emancipation Proclamation through through the history to the uh, age of Google, where we still have over 40 million people locked in human trafficking around the world. 40 million people. So this museum explores slavery and freedom in an eye-opening way, and you won't find this anywhere else. The backbone of our nation, people like you who believe progress is possible. If you're in this optimistic tribe, come experience 12 score. Book your summer travel. Bring your family. You're going to love it. Get your tickets at mercuryone.org, or you can call 972-499-4747. VIP tours with Glenn and David Barton are available now. Spots are limited. So go get your tickets right now at mercuryone.org. You're, you'll be glad you did. You really will. And there's also that summer intern program. We'll tell you about that, too. You can find all the details for that as well mm-hmm. at mercuryone.org. Uh, so a Kansas woman bought out a local Payless store. And then uh, she sent the shoes to Nebraska flood victims. Oh, that's cool. How cool is that? That's very nice. Speaking of Mercury One, this is another really cool thing. A woman in Hayes, Kansas, went to her local Payless shoe store, bought all the shoes there. Wow. And then sent them to flood victims in Nebraska. That is, uh, that's amazing. That's really cool. How many shoes uh, did she end up buying the whole store there? Two hundred and four pair of shoes. Wow, that's going to cost a lot. It shows a picture. She cleaned out all of the shelves, huh? So at a payless, it tells you. I guess they've got about two hundred and four pairs of shoes at any given time. Mm-hmm. She uh, purchased them, and it would have been more than six thousand uh-huh. dollars. 
I just hope this inspires other people, she said, to volunteer and donate if you've been blessed. Wow. You can also go to mercuryone.org to donate if you'd like. Because that Nebraska effort is still going on. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's going to be going on for a long while. So she bought 204 pairs of shoes. So Oh, they're going mm-hmm. out of business. So it only cost a dollar a pair. So oh, so it would have cost I'm not 6, quite 000. as impressed anymore with the with the. So it was only efforts. $204? You know what? Oh, I thought that was... That's... Uh, you know what? No. No. That's a uh, good effort there, but... Uh, uh, that is a good effort. It's still great. But really, they were only a dollar a pair? Yeah, so 204 bucks. Like I said, not not as impressed as I was. Not as two impressive ago. as six thousand, but uh, but still pretty it's good. Good good try there. <laughs> it does taint it just a tad, doesn't just it? Just a like oh, I thought that was a uh, okay. Yeah, never mind. Six thousand. Never mind. Four. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I gotta figure out a way to do that. What a cheapskate! Yeah. Why didn't you go to a a payless that wasn't going out of business? You know, why didn't you go to the mall, lady? Right. Why didn't you go and buy? Why didn't you go to Gucci store and yeah. send that to Nebraska? Go to Gucci and yeah. buy some shoes. Nope. Let's see what that costs you, pumpkin. Dollar a pair. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. The shipping probably actually costs more than that than the shoes. Uh, probably. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, a jury deliberated for uh, a whopping one hour in the Harry Reid trial <laughs> oh, <no>. yesterday. <laughs> Harry Reid was suing the exercise band company. Remember his terrible mm-hmm. accident when he was working out? Terraband, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he's working out with that band. And we initially heard that it snapped, it broke, mm-hmm. and it flung him across the room, and he smashed his eye and broke his face, or I don't know, whatever happened. We all know what really happened. Some yeah. mob boss That's got right. a hold of him because he didn't do what he wanted him to do. Back alley. Mm-hmm. For the first time ever. Totally. And beat the crap out of That's him. That's absolutely what happened. <laughs> I'm not kidding around. <laughs> that he made up this dumb mm-hmm. story about his uh, exercise band snapping. Well, it turns out the exercise band didn't snap. Wait, what? No, what? Shocking. No. What? His exercise band did not malfunction. His hands slipped off and he just fell. Well, that's not the fault of the exercise band. Wait a minute. Did you, you know, land on sweaty? his eye? I guess. Oh, I guess. Oh. It's worse than that. Okay. It's worse than that. So he gets really hurt quite badly. He goes to the hospital. His son comes in, throws away the band. They don't even know it was the Terra Band. They don't even know what brand it was, and they sued them anyway. And it took an hour, a whole hour, for the jury to <laughs> come to this. But all right, you, you don't, guys don't have to sit down. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. just uh, let's just stand here. We're gonna leave. I don't need to waste your time sitting down. Right. This is done. No, he loses. I mean, so he did. He lost what that a quickly. Joke. Though. But I mean, it's it wasn't. It should have been five minutes. Should have been five seconds. But that's pretty good that it took him less. It took him about an hour, and they said, "Okay, no." Do we know bye-bye. how much he was trying to get? Yeah, he was. Well, he was suing for. I think he was leaving that up to the to the jury, but <laughs> okay, they wanted a lot, uh-huh. and uh, they got nothing, which is re- fantastic. Yeah, at least a little justice was served there because you don't even know it's this particular brand. And you're suing them anyway. Plus, it didn't break. There was no, where's the fault on the part, even if it was this TheraBand, where's the fault on the part of the maker if it didn't break? I can't help it if your hand slipped. 
What am I supposed to do about that? Nothing. That is... It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. The sad part of this, though, is, you know, I mean, he's suffering from this um, cancer mm-hmm. and he's wheelchair bound now and he's getting all these treatments. He's not in good shape. Um, you know, and I, I don't wish that on anybody, even this evil guy. Uh, but, um, but justice was served where he at least didn't, didn't be, he did, he wasn't successful in suing the exercise ban people. Thank you. A little common sense in this country uh, goes a long way because it has to. There's almost none of it. So it's nice when you get to spread a little bit of common sense around. So, so here are the injuries Harry Reid suffered from this accident, okay? Yeah. Blindness in his right eye. Yeah. Broken facial bones, fractured ribs, a right. concussion, and bruises. That's from a fall from his exercise band. Uh-huh. The attorney wink, for wink. the exercise band company says... This is not a complicated case. Mm-hmm. Resistance bans are not complicated. <laughs> this case is about taking responsibility for one's own actions. Thank you. I think we're done here. <laughs> and they were done there. Yeah. I mean, that's great. It did turn out that way. Somebody actually applied some common sense in this case and said, no, if, you, you don't deserve anything from every me. Every time I injured myself, you I sued? took a company to court. Oh, come on. I would be busy every mm-hmm. day. And you'd have trillions of dollars. In debt. You'd have trillions. In debt. Because <laughs> everything I do is my fault, man. <laughs> I break bones. I cut off fingers. Uh, yeah, it's my fault. By the way, the Crips and the Bloods have come together in Los Angeles. This is exciting. Aww. They marched together, the Crips and the Bloods, mm-hmm. without killing each other, for the first time since 1992. So 27 years ago, you know what they also uh, got together on that for? The riots in Los Angeles. Yeah, let's break <laughs> stuff together. Yes. This time they got together for uh, the funeral of Nipsey Hussle, uh-huh. the rapper that was yeah. killed. Uh, in the wake of his killing, I, I guess everybody was big, a big fan of his, both in the Crips and the Bloods. Mm. And they're like, okay, we want we want to go without getting killed. So they declared a truce, <laughs> truce for the first time since 1992. Wow. Peace is possible. We can all just get along if we really, really try. Well, and you're a big fan of Nipsey Hussle and you want to go to his funeral. There you go. And, and maybe that's the moral of the story. We should have all been Nipsey Hussle fans. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. You're on Pac Ray Unleashed. Okay.